0: Welcome to the Actor's Wish Podcast. My name is Sara Hewer-Rahimova and I am an international actress, writer, and teacher. Today, let me be your scene partner. Let this podcast be your laboratory. And in this space, let your wish run free. I know you're ready to peel your layers, take risks, and open yourself to new levels of artistic discovery. Consider this your weekly dose of inspiration, technique and community where actors support one another. Together we can explore our wishes beyond the classroom, beyond the audition room, beyond the stage and the screen and cultivate a rich, vibrant, ongoing creative life. Let's turn down our brains, trust our bodies, Activate our inner resources and find joy in the process. Together, let's take the leap from actor to artist. Hello, 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 creative rebels, actors, artists. Welcome to today's episode. I have such a special guest for you today, my dear friend, dear collaborator soul, creative, blossoming human, (laughs) Paulina Ionina is here, and we are digging in to the nitty-gritty, to the winding journey, to the uncomfortability, to following the impulse, to taking a seed of an instinct to full fruition, and so much more. I am so excited for the incredible turns and pivots and avenues we move down in this episode. We cover so much and I just know that you're going to be so inspired and moved and hungry coming out of it. And it's good that you have hunger coming out of it because Paulina has a little something special for everyone here. So before we dive in, let me share a little bit about Paulina. Paulina Ianina is an innovative movement theater maker, director, and actor from Almaty, Kazakhstan. Classically trained at Pace University BFA Acting Program in Lower Manhattan, Paulina has also studied abroad in Kyrgyzstan and Poland. Her influences come from spending time at the Grotowski Institute in Poland, studying movement with Psemik Blaschuk. In Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan, studying movement, meditation, and Sufi whirling, studying improvisation with master clown and improviser Jeff Worth, and working with the experimental theater group Jechi in NYC. Paulina is a founder of The How, an international performance ensemble of movers, actors, and musicians from all over the world. Visceral, simple, and theatrical, her work is characterized by the unique methodology she employs with her dancer-actors. She has performed with and directed the ensemble at celebrated venues such as IRT, The Tank, NYC, and Dixon Place. Previous work with The How include The Vuga Project, Vandals, Hunger, What We Do, and I Am The Wind. Paulina has also worked with up-and-coming filmmakers in NYC, such as Alex Blackstorm, Sonoko Ogata, and Steve Purterson, as well as industry giants such as Bob Balaban and Lisa Robinson. Oh yes, we get into it today. And my gosh, there's just so much here paulina delights us with incredible speech for the stage exercises at the end so be sure to stick around and she will invite you more formally than this to the incredible incredible online classes the how has starting this week i believe tonight so when you're done listening to this episode be sure to jump on over to the how.nyc.com i think i got that right i have it in the show notes check out the how on instagram connect with paulina connect with myself. I'll have all of that in the show notes. And be sure to take a screenshot and tag us and share what moved you, what stirred in you, how you are going to listen for and tune into those impulses and how you're going to let them guide you. What's next? <laughs> and thank you to every beautiful soul who has left a review of this podcast. I am eternal eternally grateful. This is how we build the ensemble and make it as diverse and rich and robust as possible. So if you have yet to rate and review, I have a special gift for you for doing so. So all you have to do is open up Apple Podcasts, podcasts (laughs) apple podcasts click the search button in the bottom right and type in the actor's wish select this show hit subscribe oh yes so you never miss a fresh fresh episode and episodes to return to of course and scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews. You can click on where it says write a review and there you can leave your beautiful rating and review. I mean, I hope it's beautiful. I hope it's full of shiny five stars. (laughs) I hope you're loving it as much as I'm loving sharing this space with you. And this is important. Before you hit submit, take a screenshot of your rating and review and email it back to impulse at actor to artist.com. That's impulse at actor to artist.com. I'll have that in the show notes. And then I send you your free yummy gift, your creative child meditation, your creative child meditation. So from here on out, you can create in tune with your artistic essence evermore and it's a thank you from my heart to yours for tuning in every week for sharing your time and energy and artistic spirit with me and for building this ensemble beyond our wildest dreams and creating the art we want to see creating the art we want to exist and creating an inclusive and accessible a just a beautiful a nuanced a dynamic space for one and all for us to share our stories and to share in the resonance and so without further ado I raised this curtain on this beautiful episode with Paulina. I know you're probably going to want to come back to it because there's so much here and we look forward to chatting with you about it. Paulina and her amazing collaborators at the How are so eager to connect with you in their work and their classes and let's just keep this conversation going. All right. Vinny mania. Attention. Naturally begin. Enjoy. Paulina, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so Ooh. happy you're here.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So happy to be here. Beyond happy to be here.
0: I am equally so. I feel like not only is this a beacon of light in my day, but also the month and just Anytime I'm with you, I feel
1: that and it's very special. <laughs> the feeling is so mutual. I feel like when we get together in any way, shape or form, it's just like an, a small little explosion of, of happiness <laughs> <laughs> and light. That's true. I've felt this for years.
0: Oh, this is, this is wonderful. This is something I find with these conversations. Even some of the exchanges I've had with Akmal, who I think I know pretty thoroughly, For those of you who don't know, Ahmad is my husband and partner in life and art of like 10 years. So we know each other very well. But then I still learn things. And that's why these kinds of conversations are so wonderful, because we are moving around a little differently, and we're unlocking little nuances. So I love it. So Paulina, for those of our lovely listeners who have yet to learn you please do share a little bit about you about your artistic journey personal journey how you arrived to this moment in time and ooh, let us
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um well i am an actor and a director um a movement creator i've changed my uh, description recently which is, is always a fun, fun thing. Um, a innovative movement director, <laughs> <laughs> which is, is just kind of the focus that I have right now. Um, my journey, my journey has been kind of winding and beautiful and unfolding and complicated. Like every actor's journey, like a, any creative's journey, it's, it started with an impulse. You know, it started with, um, actually, it actually felt like something dropped on my head when I realized that I wanted to be a creative, an actor. It was uh, one of those moments, I think, in the dark. Um, All of a sudden, I turned to my mom and I was like, I want to be an actor. And she just starts laughing. She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, mom, you don't understand. I want to be an actor. And this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And she's like, I think you're mad. <laughs> and so all of these things like started unfolding. She started expressing all of her fears. And I was just set, dead set on it. And um, here we are many, many years later. So um, 18 <laughs> 18 years oh. later, and we're still kicking. And my mom, was, uh, she's, she's very supportive now, but um, it took her quite a bit but she saw how hard I was working mm. uh, and all throughout my journey it was very self-led
0: mm. um, yeah well when your daughter takes the helm that's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. with that for type sure. of conviction that's powerful
1: yeah she didn't believe me for many years and then uh, all of a sudden it was uh, oh okay I think she's serious about
0: yeah. this <laughs> This isn't some masquerade.
1: (laughs) Yeah, especially I think she saw in high school how much I was, I I would go to school just so that I could live in the theater. I would be in the theater um, during every lunch break, any break. If I would skip class, I would be in the theater. I would live there and it didn't feel like... Uh, work and I I hired myself as the choreographer for a uh, school production (laughs) because we didn't really have one at the time so me and my very good friend we um, we took it upon ourselves to choreograph I think three different musicals over the course of our of our journey there and in general anytime I was just in there I was living and breathing it and um, that's what I miss so much right now All I want is to be in a theater. Oh, man. Yeah, I
0: agree. Yeah, there's something, even just hearing you speak about it, there's something even about that scent, that evocative mingling of smells. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to describe it, but every theater has, a similar quality of scent and it I don't does. know how it happens because I've been to theaters all over the world literally so have you you're mm-hmm. like this smells like a theater <laughs> I don't yeah. know dust and sweat and matter <laughs> whatever it is it, it is like there's this perfume one could say yeah.
1: of that's intoxicating it even happens actually it even happens when theaters are outside which is very strange. Have you noticed that in any kind of outside mm-hmm. space you walk mm-hmm. in, and, and yes, it's uh, it's like a, I don't know, it's a, a smell, a a feeling, a magic of of sorts.
0: Absolutely, I think the atmosphere is there's a tangible visceral element to it. You can you can feel it on your. St- you smell it you almost see it at times there's almost a little haze or something maybe that's the dust I'm referring to (laughs) someone listening to this is like that is dust (laughs) that's what that is (laughs) or collective breathing but I want to touch upon your immigrant journey if you Uh wouldn't mind sharing with us because you were born in Kazakhstan Mm -hmm. and you moved well I'm gonna let you tell it. I would love <laughs> for you to share your voyage as an artist and a human because they're so intertwined.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, so much. Um, I think I'm still uncovering how much intertwined it is in my art uh, c- consistently. I Yeah, so I was born in Almaty in Kazakhstan, and I grew up there in a very beautiful house with my grandparents and my mom um and my mom was constantly trying to leave the country and I didn't quite understand what that was like or what that was at the time but all of a sudden we got a visa to Canada and to Toronto specifically and my mom was going and she was taking me with her and it was this huge uh upheaval and um unrooting of my stability and so this instability 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 (laughs) um (laughs) when we examine it further i take both let's do both (laughs) let's do both yeah um this uh, lasted for many years after because once we started the immigrant journey and it was really really emotional and hectic and we just moved with two suitcases I had two stuffed animals with me. I was six and first time on a plane. It all seemed very magical, but uh, I guess it it instilled in me this kind of ability to be adaptable anywhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe now that I think about it, maybe that's why I love theater so much because it is the ability to adapt consistently to any situation. Uh, including the situation that you have right in front of you, right? With your partner, Mm -hmm. how do you adapt to their every nuance, every little facial muscle that moves, you know, how do you adapt yourself to it? Um, So we spent some time in Canada and magically my mom won a green card to come to America. She just coincidentally signed a paper with her lawyer um and then forgot about it completely and uh we won the lottery so both of us won the the uh lottery to come to america and my mom's first response was no way are we going to america you know of course because we're russian and uh you know russians living in kazakhstan still you know part of the soviet union all that um we had this uh negative view of america this very um bad stereotypical view of america and my mom didn't want to go and of course i had no say so i was just i was just taken along the journey but before we actually made the move to america um, I went back to Kazakhstan. So I had just a bunch of Scrabble in my head. A six years old, moving to Canada, learning English for the first time, um, then realizing, hey, English is much easier than Russian. Why don't I just <laughs> stick with English? Um <laughs> And then that becoming my primary language, then having to move back to Kazakhstan and relearn Russian, relearn the whole system of being because it is a very different system of being. Uh, I know that you know exactly what that is. You know, it's a it's a. Cultural difference, it's a speech difference, right? But it's also the way that your soul moves in your body. It's just very different. So I had to readapt to that and I went to school for a while uh, and relearned Russian and then learned Russian grammar and all that too and learned how to read. So my grades went from really, really bad to really, really good in a matter of a year, which is good. Um, And then having to move again at age 10 back to, I guess, this half of the globe um, and uh, having to relearn English <laughs> because I had oh forgotten gosh. it at that point. So it it was very much always a scrabble for me. Um, and I I didn't understand a lot of things culturally. Things were meshed together. and um, But eventually I got the hang of it. I hated America when I first came here. I hated it. I couldn't stand it. Um, I thought that it was so, so strange, you know, all the, well, especially, uh, you know, coming to American middle school, that's a certain kind of environment where you're not quite sure about anything and everything seems so alien uh, from a kind of post-Soviet school system to an American school system. Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. But my my spark the the impulse did start in america and i think it started when i started really immersing myself in film in foreign film in uh in American film, of course, we my mom and I were big movie watchers. So every time, I had no friends, of course, you know, immigrant oh. uh, uh, from, <laughs> from this strange girl from what's that place, Kazakhstan? Oh, you mean where Borat's from? You know, so all of that is, it was constantly haunting me forever. Um, so I had no friends and I would come home and I would watch th- movies with my mom would go to the video store and pick out movies and she would always pick out like a French foreign film or something or Spanish. So that's where it kind of began my love for this magic that happens on screen. And then once I saw a play for the first time, I think I just imploded. Um, (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is it that's not quite it but this this is a whole new different thing um yeah and that's kind of been my my immigrant journey it was all over the place and it's kind of hard to to verbalize i guess but it's um back and forth and back and forth <laughs> and back <Wow>. and forth
0: <laughs> wow i thought you articulated it beautifully and my gosh, that is a seminal moment too, when you're six. I mean, we moved from Montreal when I was seven and that was already like a chasm in my world. Uh, and I, it's, it's weird to think because like we didn't change languages really. I mean, the only thing was I just stopped learning French. <laughs> I was just like not in French school. I was just in English school. So, but that still was such a shift in my psyche. It just, And I think I'm still kind of mm, milling through it, pouring through it because you're entirely uprooted. Everything you know as the world is now no longer the world. (laughs) And you're re it's like learning how to walk all over again. I think Shanoza spoke about it beautifully a few episodes back about her journey from Uzbekistan and how the immigrant experience is very much like a birth, a rebirth. And I was not aware that you moved back. That is a lot. That is yeah. a lot.
1: So I crawled back into the womb. <laughs> you crawled back?
0: So then I had to like relearn it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I paved
0: the way of, of the womb several times. You paved over. the way of the womb. Yeah. And learning those languages too. I mean... I still I mean there's some subtle differences in the English, but it was still English, so that was a great privilege. Uh, and it's fascinating and challenging be, at the same time because you have all of these this myriad of possibilities, uh, but also challenges that at the time seem insurmountable, but it make they, those make us who we are. So I wanted to touch upon, I love what you said about going to watch movies, Mm -hmm. holding that, that space for, for your creative self and connecting with art. Do you think that your, I don't want to say scrabble mind, I can totally understand why you say that, but your kind of in between, (laughs) in between led you to, to not only being in the theater and being in the arts, but also giving you that volition and conviction and power to create your own work because you are a director, a producer, a a multi-hyphenate creator. And I think I mean, I can see that sparking you from early on. Someone who's going to tackle languages and again and again and again is that's already there. <laughs> that power and that that wish and that purpose—it's already there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think definitely it had a lot to do this uh, Scrabble Scrabble mindedness. I like that. So this is um, it makes complete sense to me. Scrabble mindedness is is exactly what it felt like, um, mm-hmm. stretched out over time, of course, but. But yes, I think why I loved the theater so much, even in the very, very beginning, is it gave me a sense of place and a sense of comfort. It became my birthplace. you know In mm-hmm. Russian we say Rodina, where you were mm-hmm. born. Um, in the theater, I think that's um, that's what, where I feel most myself. Because I don't have to be any one thing. Um, I'm not a Russian. I'm not a Kazakh. I'm not American. I'm a creative, and it's it's this identity has always kind of been a question to me because from the very beginning, you know, and it it's brought up every time in conversation. If I meet someone new and I say, Hi, you know, my name's Polina. Before I used to have a really thick accent. So people would be like, oh, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And um I would say, Okay, well I'm from Kazakhstan. <laughs> if I get past the Borat thing, you know, then yeah. they're like, oh yeah, Kazakhstan, hold on. You're you don't look Kazakh. I'm like oh, well yeah, I don't look like Kazakh because I'm 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 Russian. It's like what? But, but you're from Kazakhstan. Yes, because we lived in in Kazakhstan for a long time, and so this kind of questioning is constantly that you know you're not a Kazakh, you're not. Oh, but but you're Russian. Have you ever lived in Russia? No, never. Not once have I lived in Russia. And, uh, quite frankly, grateful for that. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: weird eh? to speak like i've never been to russia but i speak russian it's just a yeah. weird a crazy thing sorry continue. yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly so it's like your identity is like you're russian but you've never lived in russia so russians don't consider you russians kazakh don't consider you kazakh obviously because you're not and then americans they don't consider you american because you weren't born here and um you're an immigrant <laughs> and that's just what it is so this identity was always a question and I answered the question for myself when I started creating work, and when I started living in the theater, or even even producing other people's work, you know, or being in other people's work. It's it's where I find my home. It's where mm. I. It's where I uh, am most myself.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. That resonates on a soul level with me as well. I'm wondering if you can share about some of your incredible work you did in Poland at the Grotowski Institute, because Grotowski certainly influenced the work, the Plastikas work that that I grew up learning at the Okom Theater. And I'm just very curious because it's a huge influence I believe on you, on your methodology, your work, your ethics, your ethos, everything like that. So I would love
1: for you to share your experience with that (laughs) and take us
0: into the room. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It's an exciting little part of my, my life, my, my journey. So this um, acquaintance with Grotowski's method. And so I, only, I spent only a little bit of time at the Grotowski Institute. However, I think I took away so much and have incorporated so much of that kind of work into mine because um, right away, it resonated very much with me. Um, I guess to back up a little bit, I was part of a Grotowski company in New York City called Jechi. And uh, we they were doing a lot of... Uh, Grotowski-based methodology work and also some Gurdjieff. So it was a mix of things. So I was there for two years and um, we were really working very intensely. And um, partner work was a a big influence. And, uh, you know, the spirit, nonverbal communication, all of that as well. Um, So I was very curious to see what the Grotowski Institute in Poland had to offer. And when I went there, it was so much more than I could have ever, ever expected. Um, The focus was yourself and the body. And that spoke Mm -hmm. so much to me. Um, Right away, it was um, an amalgamation, a a, a re, I want to say, a re learning of my body in a way that I haven't really known before there was a lot of uh, emphasis on plastic work yes of course especially with the spine and connecting that with some animal work and connecting that with just observation and what happens in the moment and that's what I took away from all of it um and I think you speak about this a lot about the partner and and what happens with the partner in the room and and that very special connection that pure and real presence that you cannot have with anything else. I, I don't know how to describe it fully, um, but it is an ever changing, ever evolving. Ever expanding presence. Um, So that was a big focus of what I learned at the Grotowski Institute. But I studied with Shemek Blaschak, who is a part of Studio Kokyu, it's called. And what he does actually is he mixes this kind of Grotowski school with some martial arts, um, with Aikido specifically. So Um, And he has many different influences as well. Um, I think he was studying with Terzopoulos, I believe. And so there's that influence in his work too. So um, it was an amalgamation of different things. Um, So they resonated with me and I took what I learned and I expanded upon it and improvised upon it and then kind of uh, turned on my intuition with it and I brought it into to everything that I was doing with the how Um, and that's just uh, it keeps unfolding and unwinding um, as I create my work (laughs) oh I would say that's the perfect segue
0: (laughs) I don't even have to interject what what is the how how is the how who is the how how can we how (laughs)
1: Oh, we can how, writing a how, how. <laughs> Yes, right. So that should be should be the tongue twister. Oh, man. The how the how is a very, very, very special company for me. It is my company now. I started it uh, with my former collaborator who is not my collaborator anymore, in 2016. And it was just a really wonderful outlet for us to start creating our work. Um, There was a lot of things that I wasn't seeing, wasn't finding in New York. And eventually I said, well, I know that I can do this. And I want to create a community of people that support each other. Mm. Um, That and also I wasn't finding so, so much international folk together creating art and yeah. i i thought wow this is a perfect opportunity for me to try and bring people together so it started as again as an impulse yeah. i remember walking on the street and being like ah oh, this i just i want i want to create a, a space where people can come and and create work and do experimental work and and not care about what they're producing because so much of new york Is, you know, how do you get people in the seats and how do you, you know, have enough money to create something? Um, So it's. I was really shocked
0: about that coming here. I really thought there would be a more fertile space for the type of work you're speaking about because I had a very similar reaction to like, where where is it? Where are the people? Where's the ensemble? What's happening? (laughs) Where is this? And yes, there's, of course, a few pockets, but. I guess I had this vision my whole life of it being this beautiful cross-pollinating meadow of all of these international artists moving around and creating these projects and pieces that transcended barriers and borders and languages and I was like oh crikey (laughs) it's
1: a different a little different (laughs) it's a little different yeah but once you start kind of living in that space you do find them they do come out of the woodwork Uh, but but it's it's a few people that are willing to really just just kind of work um together and take a take a chance take a leap um and all about that leap (laughs) yeah all about that leap me too me too So many leaps, so many leaps with the how we started. ah oh, it was it's it was crazy. Actually, really fun and really crazy. We um we started our first project was called the Vuga Project, and it was the first one that I've ever directed with with the how, uh, and it was a, uh, a a compilation of different texts. We were originally the Vuga Project was. Crave Sarah Kane's Crave, uh, scrambled with uh, Wings of Desire, scrambled with oh God, Illusions. Actually, uh, by Ivan Vrublevsky, as a Russian playwright, who lives in Poland now. Actually, he's great. If you don't know him, Ivan Vrublevsky, he's poof amazing. So, and um, so, me and my my collaborator, we took our four actors to vermont where we workshopped this yoga project a- outside <laughs> outdoors in vermont and um we were getting seconds from all these different farmers so the farmers were feeding us um oh. yeah and we were kind of working in gazebos and f- and um grange halls <laughs> Um, and we were doing meditation and impulse work and all this stuff. And I was just leading these groups. It turned out really well. But when we got to New York, we realized that it had to be different. It had to change. And the cast was, it, it changed very much. Um, like nobody, nobody from the original cast was there. And that's how I met you, actually. You are all <laughs> through through Akmal, who um, started, who who came to the audition and who started speaking Russian, and I was automatically, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is it. This is exactly what I wanted um, to achieve: is to have a, a, a collaboration with many uh, many artists from everywhere. Um, and so it started. Um, the Vuga project happened at Dixon Place, and so many different people were a part of it that community started to grow and grow and grow and now it's grown so much over the years oh my gosh five years yeah (laughs) wow yeah I don't know (laughs) it makes me very happy um so it's changed a lot the house since I guess since the beginning not in terms of community or, or how we approach things, but right now the focus of the how is very much a uh, movement, movement-based work. Um, it's always been kind of based in movement, movement, theater, movement uh, in general, or kind of somewhere in between choreography and theater. Um, and so, Yeah, that's, that's my focus. What was, what were other questions about the how? I guess, what is it? A (laughs) company? Uh, I basically. (laughs) Who is it?
0: My question is now, no, thank you for that. That was a beautiful, beautiful description of that evolution. But you recently had a a workshop, a, a piece in motion in a pandemic. It's so amazing. Would you share a bit about that process?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I guess I can't talk about that that piece until I talk about the piece before that. Um, if you don't okay. mind. And I will so love it. So <laughs> somewhere in 2019, is that right? Yeah, 2019, I was feeling very, very stagnated. Um creatively. And I felt like, ah, there's so many shoulds and so many have tos. And I feel like I'm not progressing anywhere in my career. Um, And I'm just confused about the kind of art that I want to make in general. I haven't directed anything for a long time. Um, So all these thoughts were coming up. And um, I realized that I wanted to try something completely new. Um, And I had this impulse to make just a movement piece it it was just an image that came to me when i was watching someone else move and and i had this image of, of different faces doing different expressions right and i was like okay i have to do i have to do something i have to do well i guess i have to do this whatever this is and i dropped everything that i was doing i kind of quit my job at the time not necessarily because of this but just because of strange timing And I put in $200 for the space at Alchemical Studio, and I made this big uh, casting call to anyone who wanted to explore this idea. Um, This piece called What We Do. Did I know what this was? I had no idea, but I had an image and an impulse, and I thought it was very important to follow the impulse because I felt so stagnated. And so um, this casting call brought to me the most incredible collaborators I could ask for. Um, some were previous collaborators and others were, um, I guess, new new, fresh blood that are now have become a part of the How community. And um, I always knew that it didn't really matter the idea that I had because whatever I brought into the room would be greatly amplified by the people that I was working with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is, I think the most important thing in my work is these incredibly talented human beings that agree to share space with me have so much to contribute to whatever idea I have. So it is a conversation that begins. And so and before this, prior to this, I hadn't done anything like that. Not really. I mean, I directed in a similar kind of way, other pieces, but, but I never went into the room with a blank slate and no idea as to what I was doing really. Mm. Um, but as soon as I got into the room with these people, it was, there was a synergy. There was a, there was a kind of magic happening and it was a conversation, you know, hello, how are you? All of this. So it um, started interweaving together and uh, we created this piece, this very kind of esoteric piece. What we do was, it was about an hour long, an hour and, and 10 minutes long. And for me, it was a big, freeing up of my soul. It felt like Mm. this is exactly what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, Somewhere in between choreography and directing and theater somewhere here in this liminal space, I found magic. Um, And during the run of what we do, we did it at IRT theater. Um, We ran it for about two weeks Um, somewhere in that run, I went to go see a durational piece at the Goethe Institute. And it was a piece where a pianist was, um, playing for about two weeks every day from nine to six. And he lived in this space, lived in this theater. I was like laying underneath the piano as he was playing. And I was like, what would my durational piece be? What would it be? So that was the seed that got planted at that time. Um, and I started kind of in the back of my head working on this durational piece. I didn't really quite know what it was, but I knew that it had to be movement since this um, rebirth of my artistic self started coming to me in the form of movement, more movement theater, again, somewhere in that uh, liminal space of choreography and, and, and theater Um, and straight theater. And so when the pandemic hit, I was very lost. (laughs) I think uh, like every single person was so lost Mm -hmm. as to how to continue, but I knew that I needed to do something. So uh, eventually I held a workshop in the park with some of these people that were previously in in what we do and from the how community and they came together and at that moment I knew oh my gosh I need to do my five-hour piece this durational piece that I was thinking about for so long I have to do it and it needs to be about grief (laughs) um (laughs) Because at the time I was going through so much grief and and I know we all were and still are absolutely going through grief and I needed a place to express this. And something was telling me five hours, five stages of grief, five performers. Um, and I followed that impulse and somehow it unraveled that there was a space to perform. There was a residency that was available. Um, and, and I kind of took the leap um, and figured out how to do it in a pandemic, <laughs> which is kind of insane and magical. And, and uh, I'm so grateful for, for the opportunity to even do something like this. Um, yeah. absolutely. And what
0: was it? Oh, something just, well, look at that. (laughs) The universe is applauding. (laughs) What was it like to finally be in the room with five other artists in a pandemic, in this global grief, micro and macro level, and grief of many, many years, arguably? We've been in many pandemics for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Um, wow, it was magical. I mean, uh, so the way that we could do this piece, the only way that I figured out how to do this piece in a pandemic was if we lived in the space where we were starting to 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 create this work. Um, I gave myself a, a limitation, a very strict limitation, five days to create a five-hour piece with five performers and one musician um and when we finally got everything together the food (laughs) the covid tests the um the equipment and actually all the actors together in a room and started to move together we all kind of were aghast uh, we, we didn't really know how to even process that emotion of being back together in a, in a space physically and working um, a lot of tears a lot of uh, I- incredible gratitude collectively and um, pure potential and pure magic it was incredible it was just incredible
0: Mm, just getting a feeling of that I realize that we are <laughs> quite a bit over time so I really want to give time for the last questions I have for you and some speech with the stage you are sharing with us uh but oh gosh there's so much more I want to ask you I also have to be give myself limitations as well because this should not be two hours and you do not have two hours.
1: So. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to continue talking about this because there's so much to, to talk about, you know, if, if about all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Likewise. Okay. This is seeds planted for the next, next round. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I want to ask you what, what, what the actor's wish or objective or goal or desire means to you, and then when I say Jelanya, that resonates in a different way <laughs> mm-hmm. for you. So that is what that is the undercurrent of what I am asking,
1: Jelanya, mm. curiosity. For me, it's always curiosity. There's a whole life to be lived in a moment. You know, if you're curious about it. And it's always new and it's always exciting because you're curious about it. Mm -hmm. I think the actor's wish is that. It's just a willingness and a need to know more, to discover more, to play in that space. That oh,
0: oh, this is so beautiful. Every I'm continually blown away. <clears throat> excuse me, at these responses that are generated in this space, and I feel like I want to make a big mural of them because they're so, each one is so unique and so fresh and so resonant and so pure. So thank you for that. I feel that on my skin. Thank you. Uh, What is, what is something you are overcoming at the moment, an obstacle that you are overcoming?
1: Um <laughs> you can share multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I'm going through a period of time of intense introspection and um and I guess evaluation of of, of what my beliefs are <laughs> as an artist specifically. I've been discovering so many limiting beliefs that I have regarding um acting specifically not so much directing but with acting i have a hard time or is there something inside of me that i'm not quite sure yet that i'm digging through so i'm getting over that um i'm also I can relate i can definitely relate yeah and there's so much more i feel like it's a well as soon as i open it and i'm scared to open it is the thing i think that's what i'm getting over right i'm i'm scared of opening the well of of all of the all of the like um uh, conditioning and beliefs and and fears that i have about acting in general if you um, don't
0: mind sharing what is like the, the the lid you don't even have to open it just what's like the lid <laughs> of the
1: well um of like a like a belief you, you mean yeah mm-hmm. oh gosh i mean it all starts at unworthiness um but there's also yeah. a fear of um of not being good enough, of being um, too much, or not being castable because because of my background, or because of because I'm not American. There's that whole thing. It's absolute bullshit, of course, but it's well, just something I, I that's sitting. I think is it too. Yeah, it's, Very... I mean, it's something that's sitting there, you know, that's been yeah. conditioned that's that I that I inherited this belief from somewhere and now it's causing havoc and and real stagnation in in many areas of my life, not just acting too. you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the that's the lid. And, and OK, I'm that's sure... good. We don't
0: want to open the lid. <laughs> I'm wanna... sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that with us because I think almost every one of us can identify with uh, unworthiness, not being good enough, being too much, not being cast. Well, that's more specific Mm -hmm. to each, but I feel like those things of you are too much, you're too big, you're not good enough, you are not enough, you are unworthy that is a collective thing that I think we all wrestle through. And I, the more we give space to sharing that and then letting it diffuse because when we yeah. speak about it it loses some of its charge even like oh i'm it saying does. this out loud is that true am i actually yeah. not too much am i maybe about that one no i'm kidding no <laughs> am i am i actually not enough like as a person what yeah. or mm-hmm. i'm worth, and i know i know there's layers 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 to all of that but I can certainly relate to the power grip, like this, like almost chokehold it has.
1: Yeah, um, it does.
0: And Absolutely. you have it double time. Akhman has a double time. Many, many folks have it double, triple, quadruple time. Like there's a lot going on, especially if it's not your first language. If you don't look like the general form, if you are marginalized of any sort. You have so many more things to leap through, not things, hoops. That's the saying, hoops to yep. leap through. So thank you for giving voice to that because we also need to share that. That's how we grow. So yeah. thank you for sharing your lid of <laughs> the well. <laughs> <laughs> but I cut you off. You were going to say something else about an obstacle.
1: Um. So another obstacle I have is, is just kind of doubt or fear is because, um, right now the how is launching some online virtual classes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really quite excited about it. It's, um, happening on the 27th, 26th, 27th, um, Mark and your
0: calendars, everybody.
1: Mark calendars. Yeah, I mean it's a really exciting thing for me, but I have these doubts, you know, just like with starting anything new and anything in a, in a different medium, because I do consider, you know, even Zoom classes a different medium because it's just not the same as being in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh, equally though scary and exciting I mean we have three different classes we're starting with three different classes and we're progressing and and it's and it's something that I've always wanted to do you know plays and classes and eventually concerts would be something that I'd love to host Um, we used to do that with the how concerts plays and um, classes that were those were our three big things that we focused on um, and eventually hopefully soon concerts will also be a thing and hopefully soon we will uh, transfer the online classes into actual physical space that is my hope and my dream <laughs> oh,
0: yes absolutely it's very challenging online especially when our work requires the partner but yeah. then you can reach people all over the world which is so cool
1: yeah Oh, yeah. So fun. Wow. So much to say about that, too, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's true. This year I've collaborated with people all over the world because of Zoom, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 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 So
0: it's pretty cool. Or it's almost like, okay, this is our platform now. This is all we have. I'm going
1: to make it work. Yeah. Adaptability. yeah
0: there we go oh I love how these always circle circle back so where can folks learn about these classes check out these classes join these classes
1: where can we find you Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can definitely find all of our information at www.thehow.nyc and on instagram as well um the NYC on instagram as well and yeah that's where you can find things about the how and i'm i'm around there somewhere too um on instagram mostly and then a website that's kind of the focus right now is website and instagram our modes Perfect. of communication Yes.
0: And I will have that in the show notes. Absolutely. I encourage every beautiful soul listening to check it out, to sign up for these classes, to take that leap that we were talking about to stand on top of the lid of all the limiting beliefs and just leap anyways. (laughs) Yeah. And final question, maybe this relates to what we were just speaking about. (laughs) What are you excited about creating right now?
1: Oh man. ah, oh, so many things. Um, I guess I'm excited to keep developing this piece that, um, that I did the workshop of, um, at culture lab, the five hour piece. I, we have it, we did it in five days, but I'd like to keep developing it and actually present it to audiences. That is just what's on my mind all the time i Mm. really badly want to show this piece to people because it needs an audience it can't be done uh, over the internet or even filmed because you've got to be there you got to be sitting in or sitting or standing walking around for five hours to really see the progression and um and uh go through the journey of grief with these performers Mm. um the whole idea of it being about grief was was to find some kind of catharsis or some kind of um, a way through the grief together with these performers. And I think it's definitely possible and it definitely happens because when I was sitting there watching this piece for five hours, there is something really, truly deep happening inside of my soul. I was working through all of those feelings and emotions as well. Mm So um, I just want to bring it to people. (laughs) I just want to show, I want to show people. Yes. Yes. For some reason the Brooklyn
0: museum popped up in my head. I don't know why I was like, that'd be so, so, so cool. Like utilizing beautiful public spaces, but for theater. I don't know
1: if I can't Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that's very, very true and very, very possible. We just gotta, I guess, wait a little bit longer for things to develop, for people to get more vaccinated and for for just the for the situation to become um, safer for people to to come out and spend a long time watching this piece because it is a durational piece. Yeah. And um and not be afraid or scared or you know compromised in any way, so.
0: Yeah, definitely, there's a lot to balance, but it sounds riveting, and it sounds like a really poignant piece at this time, and to also be moving through the process of grief through catharsis together. Because I think especially in the West, at least in America, it's very much like you are going to process your emotions alone in a room. You're going to talk about it, or write about it, and that's how you're going to do it. And there's many methods of moving through grief. And I think a powerful method that we are all learning collectively is that we need the other <laughs> on stage yeah. and in life. We need the other. This is how we process our existence.
1: Oh yeah, ah, so, beautifully said. Yeah, exactly. We do. We well, need the other.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I think your piece is just so. you your. I mean, it's almost like a, like when you had that impulse way long ago, sitting under that piano and you felt that in you even just the image and following the image and then and then starting that movement workshop in the park and then realizing oh it's this and then it's this and then it's five stages of grief and five performers and five hours and the way each thing stacked and then looking at where we are now and how much the world needs a piece like this it's pretty incredible
1: yeah, I'm excited to show people. It's 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 really magical. Uh, absolutely is and, and it's all thanks to these incredible performers that are putting in so much time and emotional time, emotional effort and really opening up and being vulnerable and and showing all of themselves the 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 really kind and sweet moments and the really dark and angry and and moments full of fear you know that's not Mm -hmm. very often that you get to see true genuine feeling like that come up in another person and five other people you know
0: yeah I mean also recognizing you as well for for trusting the process of a seed growing that also takes tremendous strength and faith and vision and trust That's to see something before not only anyone else sees it, but before it's even, you can fully articulate it and to be like, this is what I need to do. That's a very important and vital and brave thing. So thank you for following that. Now we have this gift and among many other gifts.
1: Oh, well, yeah, it's a process for sure. (laughs) You have to keep jumping over those. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh
0: yes, yes. <laughs> Sometimes I, I just had this other image of you know the the fountains that what's the park called Yellowstone? Not fountains, geysers. Geysers. I had yeah. this image of you like being on the well, and then it shoots
1: up like a geyser, but <laughs> you're like
0: surfing it. You're like surfing on the lid, and you're
1: like I got this. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm. I'm all up for that. I love that. I want to surf. I want to surf all of these uh, beliefs and fears. Absolutely.
0: I'm surfing, surfing into new waters, into tamer waters. So, wow! Thank you for that. That was, that was wonderful. Before, before, before we dive in to a speech for the stage, I just wanted to note uh, what. What if you don't mind sharing what classes you have coming up so people can have an idea and then they can run on over to your Instagram, your site and sign up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, the first class that I'm teaching, it's going to be uh, on Wednesdays, but this uh, coming week, it's going to be on a Tuesday Um, and all the scheduling things you can go and see on our website, but it's going to be a tension or trauma release through movement is a class that I'm teaching. Mm. And uh, it's kind of a gentle um, class where you can connect with your body and see if you have any tension in your body and start to release it through a kind of expressive movement, um, which is going to be really nice and really fun. Then we have important martial Right now. Yes. Oh very gosh. important. <laughs> yeah. And then another class is martial meditation dance which is a, yeah, a strength-building class for any kind of creative performers or whatnot, uh, mixing martial arts and movement together as well as meditation.
0: That sounds like Grotowski. I am so confused. I wanted you yeah. to clarify this because at the ilhom in Russian, it was Grotowski, but here everyone says Grotowski, but mm-hmm. I know you studied in Poland, so what do they say in Poland? <laughs> Grotowski. Grotowski. Okay. <laughs> perfect perfect i had to ask because yeah i i I got a few side glances (laughs) like you're saying it wrong (laughs) you said it how i've said it and i was like okay yes we're finding the way (laughs) all right perfect thank you for clarifying
1: and the and the next class and the next class is um tv and film audition technique which is something completely opposite to the yeah. movement but very very necessary i think so so much of the time e- even we we're, we're still all auditioning hopefully right and for things and we just need a refresher or we just need someone to to um kind of give us some feedback or just uh, keep that instrument strong and tuned to that frequency of auditioning for film and and television things. So that's going to be a great resource. It's two hours, that class, um, which is awesome and very, very affordable. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: Marvelous. I feel like there's a beautiful sequence as well. -hmm. The way you listed the trauma release, and then the martial arts, meditation, movement, and then the film and TV. So you get to the film and TV, and you're like, I'm I'm all loosened up. I am zen. (laughs) I am powerful. (laughs) Like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, you have to hone everything into a screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the importance of that is is immense. We forget. We forget. Like, if if he, if an actor is primarily a TV and film actor, we forget that there's a body down there also. Oh my god, it's not yeah. just in the face and you know in the eyes and in the whatever, but uh, it's also in the body and it all comes through from the body. So um yeah. yes, oh my
0: gosh, we speak not just from our mouths. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Among many other things. Uh, but wow, these classes sound phenomenal. I am so excited. I know everyone listening is so excited. It's going to be bomb.com. Bomb.com oh. at the how. We're going to how with the how. Yes. All right. And and we are going to speak with our whole bodies, not just our mouths our vocal box, or diaphragm, our whole bodies. Would you kindly share some of your favorite vocal
1: warm-up exercises with us? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, articulation exercises. I uh, would always start with the kind of basic vowels. ah. ah ee ah. and then i would progress to pa 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 ba ba ta da da ka ka ga ga pa 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 ba ba ta ta da da ka ka ga ga and then after many many rounds of this perhaps we go into some tongue twisters and some of my favorites are, "The Leith Police dismisseth us, and that sufficeth us." The Leith Police dismisseth us, and that sufficeth us. And then there's another one: um, "Rich Swiss wrist watch." Rich Swiss wrist watch (laughs) i love
0: it i love the rolling r's too Mm -hmm. those are i want to i want to have you actually i can really just listen back and write them down but i want that i want to share those those are great i think the th in particular Mm -hmm. very important Mm -hmm. very much english it's like the tongue the tongue the pen in the middle of, of your mouth because we're very it's a very wide Whereas with the Russian, you have the cork because it's very. Yes, I wish I wish in these moments an image existed because that would be so much more evocative than me describing what it's like to talk on a pen. Marvelous, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Paulina. I know thank you. you had your. Thank you for spending your time and your heart and your energy and for letting us in and for touching, standing on the lid of those beliefs that all of us quite actually have uh, and for sharing your journey, your very unique experiences and the incredibly brave and necessary work you're doing right now and will continue to do. I mean, this so much is just the beginning. We forget that. We forget that this is still such a beginning for each and every one of us. So where can people connect with you once they engage with you on this wonderful episode?
1: <laughs> um so my instagram is uh m-s-p-y-a-a-r-i um and i also have a website i guess but not 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 many people contact me there well, probably just instagram yeah that's it's a good way okay. awesome. it's it's where all the things happen nowadays so
0: it is it's kind of turned into this database it's like yeah. everything it's like this is me but this is my resume but this is also what i do yeah yeah crazy world thank, thank you, you thank so you, much thank you. thank you with my whole heart all of us are so grateful for this beautiful time with you and thank
1: you Thank <laughs> and- you uh, <laughs> my soul feels like uh, just really excited like I said every time we speak I have a, a little uh, explosion of happiness <laughs> inside <laughs> my body likewise,
0: likewise.
1: sun explosion sun explosion sun explosion awesome. thank you.
0: Thank you, Paulina. Thank you for being here and to every listener who stuck around to the end. We love you. We thank you. We are so excited to hear how this moves you. So do reach out and I'll see, or I'll hear you. I'll talk to you. I'll be with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me and pressing play on yourself today. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes We are building the ensemble, so the more people who see it, the more rich and diverse our collective will be. If you're looking for extra inspiration, come find me on Instagram, at Sarabanda. I am so eager to connect, and I'll be ready with a new task for us to explore next week. In the meantime, enjoy the
1: process. Just remember to lead with your wish.